0: Hi, everyone. It's Steve Prada here with Succession Secrets. And this is episode 53 Why My Friends Rip Me to Pieces. Welcome to the Succession Secrets Podcast, where you can grow, groom, and graduate from your business in just seven minutes a day. And now, here's your host, Steve Prada. Welcome back, Succession Seekers. And today I want to share with you a very painful, but a very interesting experience that I had earlier this week. I made a presentation on succession. As you know, this is my favorite topic to my Vistage group. And there was one idea in this presentation that I got to about halfway through the presentation, which really polarized the group and in fact created a huge discussion, a huge, huge argument in the group amongst the members themselves. And eventually some of the members who didn't agree with the idea, they got really pissed off with me. And apparently there were three things that they were unhappy with. First of all, they didn't like the idea. So they didn't like the idea that I presented. They didn't agree with it, which is okay. And I think, you know, many ideas are not universally accepted. In fact, if people accepted all ideas universally, then possibly this idea would not be very valuable. So this is one of those ideas, which was kind of a little bit polarizing, I must admit. The second thing they got upset with was that I didn't prove it to them scientifically that this idea was valid, which, again, was really interesting. And I have been thinking about this, whether it's important to prove every idea scientifically or there are some ideas which you feel are true or which you believe they are true for you and many people like you or which you can prove from experience. So this is one of those ideas. And I think that maybe statistically can be proven as well, but I I had not thought about it. And the third thing which I really want to talk about today is they were upset that they felt that I did not embrace their alternative recommendations. So there were some recommendations how I should look at this thing and how I should change my idea. And I basically didn't commit to changing my idea and... And people felt that it was defensive and I was not being vulnerable to accept that idea. And and actually, so this is the main point of my discussion today on how we react to ideas and criticism. And there is a school of thought which says that vulnerability, especially when you're in a safe environment, vulnerability means that you disarm yourself and you open up to the ideas And inquiries of others, and you basically go into a state where you can evaluate them in the moment and can essentially allow them to influence you. So that's one school of thought. And I have another school of thought, which many of you may resonate with. But before I go there, let me tell you a story. So when I was investment banker running my own business in many instances there were emotionally intense situations so we were working for business owners entrepreneurs who were selling their business or they thought that they were going to sell their business but sometimes they were not sure whether they would really sell their business sometimes they didn't get the price that they were looking for and they decided not to sell it sometimes the business started to underperform and they ended up not being able to sell it so it was a very dynamic situation, and different people uh, reacted to these situations differently. And there was a particular instance where we helped a pair of business owners who owned majority stake in another company other than their own. It was in the countryside of Hungary. In, uh, it was in Eastern Hungary, and this company was uh, producing lamps for IKEA, and they were also very famous for their coffee makers that they manufactured so kind of they were a two trick pony kind of company and the owners the the majority owners were my clients and the minority owners were the managers of the company and there was a, a conflict between the two and the majority owners decided that they wanted to sell this business and the minority owners said that okay okay we go along but maybe we want to buy it out so eventually we made a contract with the company where the company gave us the mandate as investment bankers to do a transaction and it may be a buyout, it may be a sale. It was an open contract from that respect. And what ended up happening was that ultimately the minority shareholders bought the business out and they decided that they didn't want to pay our fee. And they let their attorney write this this really nasty letter, which was full of uh, falsehoods. And it was very painful to read. And we've worked really hard on this deal. It took us probably nine months to get there to line up the financing and everything. So we were invested in it. And they sent me this very nasty uh, letter. And I remember my reaction to it. And it made my stomach churn when I read this letter. It it made me feel sick. And it took me some time to recover from it. And eventually I responded to it in a very cooperative way. And and basically I I let the client have a decision to not pay us on their own conscience. And what happened was it's kind of a side story but three years later the same client came back and rehired us and gave us a really good mandate for another project so but anyway the experience was that it was a gut-wrenching very sickening letter and the way to deal with it was not to get totally vulnerable with it and to let it consume you but the way i dealt with it i put it on the shelf for a couple of days and I went about my business, I was uh, doing other stuff and then I came back to it and then I looked at it more objectively when I cooled down, the emotion went out. I was still emotional to look at it but it was much less and then I could more objectively look at it and evaluate it, how to react to it. So the reason I'm, I'm telling you this story because it was not an isolated one. I had many similar situations where there was a reaction from a client, which was very, looked very unreasonable on the face of it. It was very painful. And, and basically I learned over time to disassociate myself from the initial reaction. I got a nasty email. I realized it's a nasty email. I put it at one side. I wasn't reading it. And then I came back to it maybe a day or two later when I could look at it more objectively and basically process it. So that became my modus operandus to actually process things in a non-emotional way until I can objectively look at them. And I think that many entrepreneurs and and business leaders are like that. And other people who are not business leaders, but general leaders who who get into situations where they have to face painful situations, painful information, big, drastic changes in the business that really deeply impact them. They learn to not get emotionally involved with the, the moment but put it on the shelf and cool off and then come back to it. And what my really big aha moment was from this discussion is that how do we define vulnerability? So does vulnerability have to be an in the moment, in the emotional experience, or can it be a way to actually not discourage people to give you feedback, but not being committed to accept that feedback and therefore being able to, Collect the feedback which you can use in the future, and then process it in your own time, and pick those items that you really believe are helpful. You move you forward and ignore those items that are maybe not relevant or or were not given objectively. So that's my real question of the day. And in Vistage, we teach that vulnerability requires carefrontation. So in a Vistage group, we expect people to be vulnerable, but we also provide a confrontational environment where that person feels that we want the best interest, we have their best interest at heart, and we give them tough love but in a concerned way. So we are not out there to humiliate them, we are out there to help them. So that's the giver, that's from the side of the giver who gives the feedback. But on the side of the receiver, I think it's it's really a question. I mean I'd like your input on this, but does vulnerability mean that you have to be emotionally impacted in the situation? Or does it mean that you have to stay open and encouraging to receive the feedback, but you don't have to commit and process the feedback on the spot? So let me know your comments. Please send me an email or make a comment in, uh, on social media if you have the courage to do it publicly, or you can send me a direct message through social media, whatever is more convenient for you. And I look forward to hearing from you. And in the meantime, please remember... Your succession is success. Thank you for listening to the Succession Secrets Podcast. Make sure you check out SuccessionSecrets.com for archived podcasts and transcripts and IntrepCoaches.com. That's E-N-T-R-E-P Coaches.com to download your free copy of the Your Terms newsletter.